We have hope. Hope that things can get better. And they will. You called it Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome to The Bizzle's Daily Rebels Season 2, The Mystery of Chopper Base, the last regular episode before the double Twilight of the Apprentice with Ahsoka and Maul, baby. This is another great Season 2 episode that is both excellent character building, sets up stuff going forward uh, directly, um, creates some new relationships we haven't seen before. Harris says, are they still at it? Pretty much nonstop. <clears throat> and it, this was important that before the major Twilight of the Apprentice mission, that they are just training their fucking asses off. They're very competitive. Kanan's giving them lessons, some of which he needs to, some of which is, you know, excessive, or he, like, feels like he needs to say it. Sabine says, you guys are getting good, and, and, and Ezra, of course, takes it way too personally and says, like, uh, you know, what, are we, what, we weren't always good, and, and, and Tara's just like, she's just saying you guys are good. He tries the blaster move at, at, at Kanan. Kanan goes, that's my move. And Ezra goes, I learned from the best. Great compliment to dad slash big brother. They, they have a draw. And right, Kanan says, there's no such thing as a tie. You lose, you die. It's not a... Right, you win, you kill Inquisitor. Ezra's right. Right, you win by surviving, but surviving is not enough. And it's not just the, the, the Admiral Adama, you know, we must be worthy of survival. They need to take out the Inquisitors. And they never really address the fact that they would never be able to move forward in Season 3 and beyond this crew if Darth Maul hadn't killed all the Inquisitors in Twilight of the Apprentice. But we will get there. Let's go again. Boom. Hera's already sad. She's proud, but she's sad. I love how Sabine is just constantly monitoring uh, Hera in this episode and finally has to be like, Kanan, stop being an idiot and talk to Hera. She's not happy about the situation, even if we know that it has to happen. So here they are on the new base that Chopper and AP5 found kind of accidentally, which is great. Trust me, Hera. I'm excited. This is my excited face. This is like a Disney thing, a Joss Whedon thing. Like, you almost never see humor like this in Star Wars or similar properties. He's being an extra dick, which was important to force the conversation where Kanan doesn't realize how upset Hera is about what's going on. Um, it's cool that it's, you know, it is a d- d- dusty, dry, uh, inhospitable planet, but they can live there. And they can set up a base. It's not a traditional desert planet like Tatooine or Jakku was important. The Bogans, we learn of the food of the giant spiders. And spiders play a big role, not just in the plot here, but in the training of Kanan going forward. And we're going to get to the Bendu. I don't know if we meet the Bendu in this season, but goddamn, when I saw the Bendu at the end of the season, beginning of season three, we learn about the gray side of the force and the people who were here long before the Jedi and the Sith is awesome. This pilot, I believe, dies. The spiders do capture Rex and tie him up. I do believe they kill this poor woman, just like Tally in her A-Wing, this poor woman in her A-Wing. God, stop killing young, charismatic, cool female pilots and their A-Wings, people. Stop it. Ah! That sounds like death. The Bogans are even scared. Here's another A-Wing looking great. 
Right, she says, I can't believe it's finally all coming together. She's talking about the rebellion, Canaan single-minded. He says, everything you need, except you and Ezra. All right, yeah. This is great, because we know they're all lying. When, when you leave, as soon as it gets back, we can't run from the Inquisitors, says Canaan, which is absolutely true. Yeah, Heron knows all the training. Right, Kanan finally after this whole season realized how important the rebellion is to be part of the bigger rebellion, but he needs to take care of this. It won't matter if they can't take care of the threat of the Sith invader to a certain degree. Yeah, I love that they're reporting to Sabine, you know. Why not? Daisa, do you copy? Rex is great. I initially felt like, again, before watching The Clone Wars, Rex was just a throw-in character as, like, another Zeb that we didn't need. But he really adds so much to the crew. Logistically, character-wise, experience, talking about the old days, relating to the youngins like Ezra. It's great. So he looks for Zeb, and Zeb's listening to rock music up here. And normally you wouldn't want to do something like electric guitar music in Star Wars, but for a kid's show, it works great. It makes total sense that Zeb would like, you know, like 80s hair band, uh, hair, uh, hair metal music, and that he's just kind of relaxing. And Zeb's reaction is, yeah, you know, we kind of assumed you guys were going somewhere. Yep, there's Zeb. Uh, you know, but unlike Heron, Sabine is not showing pure worry, even though he's feeling it deep down. What are you doing here, big guy? Great character moment. Hey, Ezra. A little fresh air and privacy, listening to some electric guitar. He, he says, pull up a crate, watch the sunset, and he turns up the music, because they don't want to talk. They just, well, they do talk for a little bit, but then he turns up the music and they just chill, which is awesome. I figured. Going after the Red Blades, huh? Uh, if we be back. Yeah, don't talk that way, kid. Don't say if. <laughs> More bragging about who's going to take down the Empire. It's a deal. Turn up the music. A little relaxation. Looking at the beautiful sunset. Uh, it's great. I love it. You don't get this in the Clone Wars. Uh, Spectre 5. Okay, so Phoenix Squadron. Right, the Spectre is a ghost crow. There's the bow again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not surprising that they'd be drawn to the sensors, but the sensors would keep them back. It's really a total deus ex machina where there's no way they could keep this base without tons of sensors everywhere. <laughs> if anyone defines shoot first, ask questions later, it's Sabine, and, and Rex isn't far behind. Fighting back to back, this is great. You know, the logistics of the shooting makes no sense. They shoot, 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 nothing. They do show them, though, hitting the eye, and that seems to help them. And they realize, okay, if with blasters, the only thing that's going to help is shooting the eye. It doesn't matter. This is just showing how threatening the situation is. And Hera being like, no. I'm about to lose maybe Ezra and Kanan. We've had to relocate. We've lost everyone. I'm not relocating this base, no matter what. Almost Princess Leia. Not almost. Exactly Princess Leia-like. When Princess Leia says, don't tell me how we're not going to do this. Tell me how we are going to do this. Solutions-oriented. So Sabine's camping out, 
very smartly uh, by the sensor. What are you waiting for? Uh, this is totally a Firefly move from the first, I think the first or second, ep- uh, the first or second episode after the pilot where the, you know, they get in a bar fight and the Serenity pops up and, you know, Alan Tudyk says something about how they're going to blast them with lasers if they don't, you know, let their people go, even though they have no weapons on the Serenity. That's the problem. They got no weapons on the fucking Firefly ship. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. They're eight minutes in. How do they get in the entire plot? Zeb hates the multi-leggers. He hates the multi-legger walkers. He hates the multi-legger spider creatures. Yeah, more than two legs is excessive. <laughs> Even though he's got four arms or four legs, actually, depending on you count it. There's Chopper, boom, flying everything. Why do you need anyone else other than Chopper? So, they go on some sort of mission here. I think that leads to the Zeb Chopper AP5 plotline. I think. Or maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here. That might be a totally different episode, actually. Not anything about it. There's too much going on. I'm almost halfway through. Oh, there's a great bit here. With Aim for the eyes. Zeb flashlight and, and Ezra's like I got a lightsaber and Zeb just punches him he's like you little punk if eh, a dinky flashlight you got a fucking lightsaber using it as a to light the way mhm we need to split up yeah, this is a great moment where Hera's like, we need to learn how to survive without them, and they need to learn how to survive together. Kanan does not, you know, he immediately accepts and knows what Hera is, is saying. And, and Hera says, you know, we've got to learn to survive without those two. And Sabine, they keep shooting on Sabine's face. She's so sad for Hera because Hera loves Kanan romantically and as a friend, and she loves Ezra as like a son. It's It's... The maturity of Sabine is sold so much in this season through her face and through little gestures here or there with the characters. It's it's really brilliant animation as well as performance by Tia Sarkar. This is funny because, you know, Kanan is always encouraging Ezra to communicate with animals, and but Kanan has a sense that this is not one of them, and he just, boom, <laughs> he just puts it right in his brain and just murders the fucking animal. I had common sense before you started teaching me. (laughs) You always change the subject when I start winning. Oh, the brotherly competitiveness of Ezra and Kanan. Yeah, so obviously the, uh, the, the, yeah, I'm an idiot because the, the whole reason they know about the evil droid on the base that they have to send back to the Empire is because of the new Fulcrum as, as Callus, which doesn't happen until next season. So I, I'm jumping the gun here. So this doesn't... You know, the, the actual story of the spiders, other than being creepy and extremely reminiscent of, uh, you know, the Return of the King, Lord of the Rings, some adventure stuff, some shooting, some lightsabers. It's all about the you know emotional journey that they're all going through knowing what's coming with 
Ezra and Kanan, and that's why it was important to blind Kanan. If you weren't going to kill Ezra and Kanan, they've been building up the stakes of the final battle with Ahsoka and the Inquisitors. Now, they don't know about Maul, but they do know the Inquisitors are involved, and so there had to be a lot of build-up in terms of the tension, in terms of the training, and in terms of something lost, and that, that final scene of the season where Kanan comes back blinded and Hera is horrified, but also so relieved to see him says it all boom shoot him in the eye that's how you take him down very smart um you know the 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 closer quarters the combat is actually in rebels the better it's when they have these wide open fields like the mandalore battle at the beginning of season four where they just don't have the budget or the effects or whatever (laughs) Zeb's <laughs> going hand to hand against the fucking spider. They, they can't do the giant clone versus droid type battles in, in in Rebels. They just don't have the budget. They, that's not what they're built for. But these little missions inside caves and sewers and stuff with a couple lightsabers, blasters, and this crew, you know, it is is really all you need to to build excitement and a sense of adventure. But because this would be a totally non-event episode, but because of the you know dread hovering over an expectation and worry hovering over everything it actually adds to the tension especially in repeat watchings and if you're following closely and that's what ultimately makes it interesting also they did kill that a-wing pilot god damn it stop killing beautiful young a-wing pilot star wars god damn it i want more tally give me some tally we all need some more tally in our lives that's all i'm gonna say you killed T- you bastards! You killed Tally. Yeah, he starts insulting the base, and Hera's like, "No, we are not giving up this base." Um, sorry guys, just getting distracted by this action. Very dynamic camera movements. Eat this. Yeah, this is great. They're trying to put as much power in the hall as possible. It's still not enough to get rid of them. It's not working. Hit him again. (laughs) I hate to break too. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I'm the last Jedi in the galaxy, says says Ezra. I'm the one you should be concerned about getting eaten. Oh man, it's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, they finally put it together about the things, but that's fine. That's fine. It's totally, totally fine. Mm-hmm. 
Why didn't they attack the base? Uh, Sabine? <laughs> why don't you tell us? Tell us why they didn't attack it. Yeah. I mean, it's just not that exciting of a reveal because we kind of know that it's coming, but, you know. Yeah, cut the ship loose. Mm-hmm. If you're on the way. So they're still working great as a team, and this is why they need to come back together no matter what happens. They have to learn how to to, to get back together. They got to do it. I really wish I had a jetpack. Well, Sabine, you're going to get one. Don't worry, baby. Don't worry, my darling. Here we go. One, two, three. What are they doing? Oh, they throw Sabine. This is the coolest thing. Oh, they throw her so far, she like goes over the cliff. <laughs> no. Oh, that's great. Yeah. They get him out. Now what? <laughs> Here comes some bean over the side of the cliff. Great musical cue. Up oh, here comes the spider. Here comes the spider. Uh huh. So she's holding the thing. Here's the five of them. Has to be about the five of them. I guess Rex is what? Injured inside? Mm-hmm. How did they get out? The spider's right there. Yep. Ghost survives once again, gets the hell out. Boom, the four engines. Got it so beautiful. Yeah, Kanan's the one saying the rebellion needs this base. It's awesome. I'll handle it. She's pissed. Is this it? Is this a Sabine Canyon exchange? This is great. Oh, not yet. Yeah, it happens at the end of this.
Yeah, you're still walking out and taking Ezra. Kanan doesn't really realize how, how bad it is. Hera. She immediately changed the subject to the changing the site and blah, blah. We're going to be okay. You know that, right? We all know he's lying and she says it. You realize that when you're lying, right? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to face together. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Here we go. Does he try and communicate with this thing again? It fails. Mm, yep. Kanan will learn to talk to them, even though Ezra's the animal guy, but it's because it's part of his training with the Bendu. <laughs> He's lying on the ground. Oh, here we go. We see the owl, and guess who's coming with the owl, baby? In my experience, just when you think you understand the Force, as Ahsoka, you find out how little you actually know. Mm-hmm. Ezra has said something. Right, Ezra says, I don't think I ever understand the Force to begin with. Ahsoka smiles and says we should get going, but she knows that he is wise well beyond his years. With his, this the whole, the more you know, the less you know, the, you know, the first... You know, true wisdom is is acknowledging that you don't know anything. However, you want to say it, the Socratic method. Ezra has an innate understanding about it. Um, all right, guys. Well, I, not too much to say about that episode. It's sort of a fun adventure episode. I cannot wait to do Twilight of the Apprentice. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to do back to back. Thank you for joining me on this great adventure. I'm thrilled to be done two full seasons as I begin the Clone Wars and all my other podcasts. You guys have been awesome. I've been the Bizzle. More daily Rebels coming soon, but for now, the Bizzlecast is out.